Welcome to Grizzly Peaks Radio. This is Masks of Nyarlathotep for Call of Cthulhu, 7th edition. Dark Schemes Herald the End of the World. Written by Larry Dottilio and Lynn Willis. 5th edition by Mike Mason, Lynn Hardy, Ulfrica, and Scott Dalwood. The name is Cole. Cole Mortson. But some call me Caron. Once upon a time, I was a New York PD investigator. But as you can see by my face, I ran into 150 degrees of explosive bad luck. Now off the force, I spend my time as a for-hire private eye that isn't afraid to get his hands a little dirty. Whatever may come for me and my friends, they should know that not all of me was burned away. My name is Kiara. I play Dr. Gwen Greaves, a French-Moroccan surgeon with a dead husband, an opium addiction, and a growing debt to the mafia. Hello, my name is Will, and I play Marcus Abate, a streetwise mechanic turned booksmart archaeologist after a car accident that left him with a muscular disorder. A fast talker and a smart cookie, but a bit of a wild card if you cross someone close to him and put a switchblade in his hands. And he's partial to alcohol in bags. Hello, lads and lasses. I'm Brian, and I'll be playing as Bill Rickshire, your friendly neighborhood custodian. My name is Kimberly, and I play Claudia Stein, a former U-boat captain from the German side of World War I. And to be clear, she is not and will never be a Nazi. Her three great loves are fame, fortune, and pretty women. She used to be rich, but now she's not, but the other characters don't know that. Hello. My name is Jack McVitie. I'm from Glasgow, in Scotland. I came down to London a few years ago to work. One well, now I have a wee business set up. It's going well, more or less. There's nothing particular about me that I can tell you about. Except for maybe that people here call me the hat. Jack the hat. I don't know why actually. It's like 2pm at this point in the hotel. The other guys are still coming back from the rabbi. So it's up to you. You can either wait for them or you can go to Empire Spices. Uh, what's what do you want to do, Claudia, Gwen, Marcus? Let's head to let's head to Spice Town, USA. I think we should just head out because one, I don't want to waste any more time, and two, I don't think all of us should go there anyways. Yes, yes. I mean, going like six of you, clearly some of you heavily armed. <laughs> right. Um, though I will leave a note telling them where we're going. And, and and of course, meanwhile, Jack is in the back of a Harrods van he- heading to parts unknown. Um, right. So you head to 76 Wardour Street in Soho, which is, um, as you know, is, is literally right around the corner from the Blue Pyramid Club. It is a Sunday. However, um, because they are Muslims, they work on Sundays. So Ooh, that's right. You're in luck. Nice. You're in luck. You rock up at 76 Wardour Street, which is um, this um, rather seedy street um, running running north north to Oxford Street and south to the river. Um, and um, you see the sign for Empire Spices. It does seem that there is a light on inside um, and maybe uh, someone moving around inside, but the windows are very dirty, so you can't really see who it is. Um, you see that there's a, a door 
in the middle, obviously. There's also a door to the alleyway on the right and a couple of windows. I guess someone could sneak around the back, but I'm just going to walk into the door. So you open the door and you see a rather weasley-looking man is kind of behind the counter. He looks up at you briefly as you come in and then gets back to decanting spices into jars. He, d- he doesn't say hello or anything. Mm-hmm. If there's no one else inside? No, you can't see anyone else. So I'm just going to go up to him and say, may I speak to Zara Shafiq? Why, why, why do you want to speak to Miss Shafiq? She's very busy. I am, I am um, tidying up for uh, Monday trade. Well, I have some important business to discuss with her that... Um, Somewhat involves the Penhu Foundation. Uh, can you r- write down, please? And he hands you a scrap of paper and a, and a stubby pencil. And the right name, please, at the bottom. My name? Yes, your name. Am I leaving a message with her? Is this what's happening? I do, but I'm like, but then I also say, I'm here to talk to her specifically. I don't have time. I need to talk to her now. I will I will ask if she is free. Please, wait here. And then he takes the scrap of paper and he goes through the door at the back and disappears and, and shuts it and disappears off. Well, now Claudia is going to start being nosy and start looking around the shop. Okay, are you looking for anything in particular or are you just nosing about? Um, I guess I'm just nosing about. I mean, I, or I, I like, but I'm also kind of, I mean... I don't think I'm going to see any, like, Egyptian, like, artifacts or anything, but anything that might look cultish would be useful. Uh, yeah, you can make a spot hidden roll. What, what about uh, Gwen and Marcus? What are you doing? While, while she's doing spot hidden, could I, like, lean my old lady bones against the desk and kind of, like, lean over and look the side of my eye if I see any notes written in Arabic? Huh. <laughs> That's very... Uh, uh, yeah, very sneaky of you. Um, <laughs> sneaky old lady. Okay, you can both roll a spot hidden. What about you, Marcus? Uh, I think, why don't we go for the trip? I'm going to take a look around as well, just kind of, we can see if I see anything, just kind of be triple sport. I don't uh, have a specific thing in mind here. All right, so um, you you spend a few minutes looking around. Um, Gwen, you don't see anything interesting behind the counter. Maybe you see a few scraps of paper just with the name of spices on them in Arabic. Obviously. <laughs> suspicious. Very suspicious. Um, uh, Claudia, you don't find anything particularly interesting, but, uh, but I think Marcus, what you do is you trip over um, a bag of um, a bag of some, um, maybe some cloves and and your face goes into um, a big pot of of turmeric, and you are now oh, covered. Uh, your face is now covered in turmeric, in yellow turmeric, bright yellow, bright yellow. Lost, so you're lost you're, in the sauce. <laughs> your face is now bright yellow after you fumbled. <laughs> Unless you want to push the roll, would it fall into a, like another pile of like hotter spices and just end up burning my face? It's going to be chilly if you if you, if oh, you push the roll. I mean, I only have 8 HP, but at the same time, it's a spice thing. It's worth the push. It's oh, my push. God. Come on. Not, no, I mean, wait, I got a, so I got a hard success and I didn't find anything? No. <sighs> um, okay. 
Um, all right. So you've fallen into chili and you are just sneezing and coughing and choking. And in fact, you can't. I'm going to say you're blinded and I'm not going to be able to see anything. For the next <laughs> you've got chili powder in your eyes. Can you imagine oh what that is like? Oh. Actually getting a significant amount of chili powder in your eyes. Just to even touching like an eye with a, with a hand that you've even washed off the chili powder can burn. Ugh. Okay, so so Marcus, what? Tell me what your reaction is. He's just uh, he's gonna uh, he's gonna be like, somebody give me some damn water. Yeah, <laughs> he just like, takes out the he's like he takes out he's gonna take out he takes out like a like a flask to like pour some on himself, but then he's just it's just empty. Damn it! Um, after this commotion, uh, <laughs> you see the door open and a and a rather striking woman comes in. She looks at Marcus kind of hopping around like trying to throw water in his face and and she says your friend looks like he could do with a cloth claudia says i've never met this man in my life (laughs) (laughs) gwen says in arabic i am so sorry for my friend if you have a cloth to provide we would very much appreciate it we will cover the damages, whatever they be, to your stores. She turns to the, the, the Weasley man and in Arabic says, Ejo, please go and fetch a cloth for these people. Uh, so you now know that his name is Ejo. Miss Stein, what can I do for you? Ejo tells me you have something to discuss, a business proposition maybe, or something else. Oh, it depends on the circumstances of... What is your relationship with the Penhue Foundation? When you say the Penhue Foundation, I think you can all make a psychology role. Nice. nice. Okay. She pauses for a second and then says, hmm, uh, you, you know the Penhue Foundation? Are you archaeologists? Egyptologists? No, though we do have um, interest in the Egyptian... Um, Religions, I guess you could say, are not well known ones. Technically, Marcus is actually an archaeologist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm an archaeologist. <laughs> uh, her eyes widen slightly at this and says, I hope, sir, that you are more careful when you dig ancient relics than when you come into spice shops. <laughs> Of course, usually, usually there's not a lot of hot spices in the earth when we're digging. There's like tears streaming down your yeah. face. I, I, I like the image now. You've got like streaks of skin showing where your tears have cut through the chili powder on your face. She says, I know the Penhu Foundation very well. What is your interest in them? I, I have done work for them many times in the past. Would you consider yourself allied with them? No, it was uh, a business business tr- uh, transaction, not alliance. Uh, they pay me. I am an expert in uh, the country, our customs, um, ways com- to build connections uh, with local officials and so on. And they are very um, well known for arranging expeditions to uh, uncover hidden treasures of ancient times as I'm sure you know. Yes, I am actually quite familiar with that. Um, Are you also 
just completely random question. Aware of all the um, recent kidnappings that have been happening in the area. And murders. No. No. Oh. I... Not at all. Not anything about the, from the Blue Pyramid? I am a, I am a customer. I, I go to socialize there, yes, like many Egyptians in this area. And yes, I know of the killings from, from the newspapers, but that is all. The reason why I ask all these questions is I have reason to believe that the Penhu Foundation is intimately involved with these uh, murders and kidnappings. And I had also heard that you were somehow connected to the whole business and... I wanted to learn more about about you. What exactly are you asking me? Am, you are asking me if I am connected with these murders? That is a rather a rude question to ask someone in her own house. Oh, let me, let me <laughs> clarify. Um, you guys have some manners. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me clarify. Um, if you are not involved and you are concerned with the well-being of the people within your community, then I believe you and I could possibly work together. If you are more involved with the Penhu Foundation, then at the very least I wanted to get to know who it is that I will be working with. Well, as I said, I have worked with them several times for the expeditions they have arranged. I know members of their organization. I I knew Sir Aubrey before he disappeared, but that is all. I am not I am not a member of, of their organization. I run this spice shop to help enliven the boring food of this country. <laughs> it is quite true. The food here is very boring. <laughs> terrible, terrible. I... Oh. I could tell you. <laughs> but one thing I will tell you for, uh, for free. Um, these rumors that have been going around, uh, I think they are nonsense. Um, these, uh, uh, these cults, uh, they are fairy stories from when we were children. Well, what I would say to that is, whether or not you believe in gods or magic or the like, I can understand not believing in such things. But you can believe that there are real people out there who are really hurting people. That I believe. Yes, I believe the Penhill Foundation is, whether they are cultists, whether they believe in real gods or not, they are hurting people. Yes, it is, it is terrible. I cannot believe that the good people of the Penhu Foundation, who have done so much to help my country, that they are involved in this. Perhaps you have made a mistake. Um, and I'll let you all now make a psych another psychology role. <laughs> okay. Oh, well. Um, she seems extremely <laughs> believable and genuine. <laughs> And yes, so she says, well, um, my dears, if that is all, um, unless you wish to purchase something, um, I believe our business is done. Good day. And then she 
um, with a little glance over her shoulder at you, and maybe a little smile plays over her lips, she goes into the door to the back of the building. I figured, like, at this point, they probably know we're onto them. So, like, there was no point in just kind of, like, pretending, like, oh, I'm just some random person here. Yeah. But I hope that we also don't get bit in the ass because of that. <laughs> <laughs> and if we do, I apologize to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we might be in needing Jack's services. I wonder where he is now. We cut to Jack bouncing around the of a Harrods truck. Um, what's what's your actual plan, Jack? Why don't you tell me what your plan is? Jack's plan is to first of all obviously wait until we are sort of outside of like the core of London. So, which basically means waiting until the traffic sounds sort of like get less. But in the meantime, Jack is actually getting very smart. He already starts checking what's inside the boxes inside the van to know if these are potentially food items, which will make the execution of my plan much easier, or other things. So he checks the boxes. Okay, are you going to try and open them in a very careful way so it doesn't look like they've been opened? For, you know, a bit of a knife cut maybe on the side. I don't. Okay. I want to make it invisible. Yes, I agree. Yes. Okay, well, roll a dexterity roll just to see how well you. Okay, yeah. You, you, um, you do it very, very carefully. And um, these are tied up with string. So you untie the string very carefully and you open up the brown paper. And um, yeah, it's mostly food items plus some household goods. Oh, great, 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 great. Okay, cool. I even made a backup plan for that, but that's even better then. All right. Maybe some clothes as well. Maybe some some um, fancy dresses and some shoes. And... So the other thing you can do is roll a D10. 10. Okay, you are in luck. So um, you are actually... you, tra- you the, the, the van um, is actually heading quite far out of London um, by the by the sound of it. You travel, um, you of course have no idea which direction you're traveling in. So this could be fun when you <laughs> when you get out. I'm waiting, like I said before, until the traffic sounds sort of get a bit, bit less and for about, let's say, 20, 25 minutes. But then as the sounds get less, I will start executing my plan. And what would you like to do? I pull my gun. <laughs> of course. All right, and then I'm going to do two things at the same time. I'm going <laughs> to do... And I'm prepared for this. I'm going to do dolphin sounds, and I'm going to bang slightly <laughs> against the walls of the um, van. So you hear this? And I'm doing bang. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. I want to call the driver's attention. I want to, I want to have my goals to have them stop and like check what's going on. And I'm doing dolphin sounds because I want him to like not suspect directly that it could be a person. I want him or her to be confused and be in slight sort of like surprise when he sees a person with a gun pointing at him or her. I think most people are, get, do get slightly surprised when they see someone pointing a gun at but um, but yeah, um, so you bang on the door uh, on the on the uh, you know the wall, the metal uh, side of the of the truck of the van um, that is connected to the um, driver's compartment, and the after a, about ten seconds or so, you feel the van slowing down, pulls over, um, you hear the screech of the brakes, um, the door opens and then slams shut, and then. Um, you hear the footsteps of the man coming around the back. So, so are you standing there with your gun pointing? Um, 
indeed standing there because I want to put, I want him or her to see that I am a person with a gun. I don't want to. I don't need to hide. I'm pointing my gun right at where the door will open. Yes, I'm standing there. Okay, and then the door opens, and you see a man looking up at you with the first with a with just complete shock and surprise, and then a look of of utter fear enters his face as he sees that you're holding a gun. And he says, whoa, 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 what, what do you want? What do you want? Uh, if you want the van, take it, take it. I, I don't want no trouble. Question, is there, where are we? Are, are there people outside or is it more rural? Um, oh, are you looking? You're, you're just in a suburban street in London. Is there, pe- is there people? Roll a luck roll. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yes, you are perfectly... There's no one around. It's a Sunday afternoon. Everyone's probably come back from church. They've had their Sunday lunch. And now they're sitting in front of the fire listening to the radio. Good. Okay. You. Almost definitely. Okay. I'm talking. He says, no, 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 no. Take it. Take it. Look, here's the keys. Here's the keys. I don't want no trouble, mate. I don't want no. Shut up. Okay, 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 okay. So please don't uh, shoot me. I've got a wife and three kids. Shut up. <laughs> all right. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I'm all right. Shut up. I'm and he dressed. puts his hand over his mouth just to try and stop himself from talking, jabbering. Take your clothes fear. off. Shut up and what? take your clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> it goes, oh, oh, right here in the, in the street. Shut up. I'm dressed. <laughs> So I will kill you and your wife. And your <laughs> so, so he, he he he's he's absolutely shaking with fear at this point. He's definitely gonna have to make a sanity roll as well. Um, oh and he takes his hat off. If I'm gonna I'm gonna roll his sanity roll, right? I think it's the first time you've had to make somebody else roll sanity because of our actions. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he rolled a two. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this happens every Sunday. Yeah, his hands shaking. <laughs> he takes his hat off, and then he takes his coat off, um, and he says, "What? What? 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 Everything will kill you. Continue." <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he take he's he's taking this long kind of brown um, kind of delivery man coat off. He's put he just drops it in the van. And he takes off his green Harrods jacket underneath, and he says. Could I at least keep my trousers and shoes, sir? Do his um do my trousers and my shoes look very different from his trousers and shoes? Yeah, um I mean he's got green trousers. Shoes are probably, you know, similar, you know, brown leather shoes. But yeah, he's wearing these Harrods green trousers. It's kind of like a a uniform. Okay, well, take off the trousers. <laughs> so, so he um so he sli- <laughs> he he he's shakingly he like undoes the laces of his shoes, takes his shoes off, slips his trousers down, and then he's standing there in his in his white shirt, his underpants, and his black socks with with uh, garters. Um, e. And <laughs> he's saying, "This is the sir. Please d- don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. You can have it all. Have it all." And he just throws it in the back of the van. Put it into the cabin. Put it into the cabin now, or you will die. Do it. Okay, okay, okay. And he goes around the side, puts it in the cabin. Please, please, let me go, sir. Let me go. I will. I will let you go. But answer me one question: Where are you going with this van? Where? What's your destination? We, uh, Wembley. Where are we right now? Where are we? 
we're, we're just we're just down the road. It's like another ten minutes, just just up up, up, up the Great North Road. If I wanted to go east, where do I have to go? What do you mean east? Where east? East of London. East of London. What you mean? You mean Dover? I mean Dover. Yes. Just take the North Circular around to Epping. Right. Now, now listen up. Uh, I, I like you. Wouldn't I like you? I think I'm going to let you live. I let you go. But if you call the police or tell anyone, I will find you. Do you understand? Could I at least have your coat? It's f- you can't get get the fuck out of here now. <laughs> okay, and then he just run. He runs. He runs off down down the suburban street. Just his shirt tail flapping behind him, um, and, and then he just goes. He turns left at the first street corner that he gets to, and then he's off. Okay, very cool. Well, so what I do now? I, I go into the cabin. I, I for now only put on a jacket and a hat because, like, that's what people will do outside. And I, I just drive off. <laughs> Where? You're going. You're driving. You're, you're heading to the. You're going to head to to the house. Yeah, we'll tell you my plan then. All right, I have a plan. My plan is <laughs> I will head to the house. We still be a bit of way on the way. I will try to get laxative and red poison. I will poison and red laxative the food item in the van. And I will play. And I will, if I need to like, get more food, I might actually buy more food, put it into the empty um, Herod boxes that have like clothes. And I will drive to the estate. No, that's a great plan. I love that plan. Not, what? Oh and, and I will. I will utter the immortal words. What could possibly go wrong? Okay, so back to Cole and Bill. Then you're you're heading back from the rabbi back to central London. Um, what what did you want to do? I'm cool. We're just going back to back to London. I'll have to be back until tomorrow. We can go get a pint. Okay. <laughs> seems, seems legit. You want a drink? All right. <laughs> all right. So, so you all meet up in a local pub where maybe you, you, you found the beer to be slightly less warm than everywhere else. They're starting <laughs> to consider that maybe cold beer is quite a good idea in this particular pub. So what's been going on? Well, I know a spell now. Tell us about that. See, the thing is, I already did, and now y'all don't remember. <laughs> I am just joking. But uh, that is my I can make pe- things, people forget what just happened. Oh, okay. That sounds useful. Don't use it on me, ever. <laughs> don't worry, I, I won't. I wink. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> Yeah, I think you think you could show me. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, I will show you. Sure. Um, all right. I I want to flag down the the barman and order a drink. I want to make Bill forget that his drink is in front of him. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. So you're going to cast a spell in in a pub in in central London. This is awesome. I, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Okay, so as you know, the first time you try and cast a spell, you have to make a hard power roll. <laughs> yeah! Wow. <laughs> Boom. Straight away. Boom. <laughs> and now you find yourself in a psychic tussle with Bill. Ooh. Describe how this psychic tussle feels like or what, what goes on. We are both in a, like, black abyss. <laughs> Bill is, like, sitting at the bar, and uh, that's, like, connected to nothing but blackness, and he has his beer in front of him, and I just walk up, and I take the beer. <laughs> I'm seeing through his eyes what his, like, 
short-term memory is right now. Oh, like, nice. Everything that's, uh, that's uh, having his attention, and I'm just taking one of those things out of the picture. Claudia and Bill, you need to make an opposed power roll. Oh, okay. That's not hard to beat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you 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 just you just steamroller over him, um, Claudia. <laughs> His 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 mind just absolutely—it's like this thing. He's just been—he's just reached in and plucked this thing out of his memory. Um, Bill, what, what, describe what happens to you. I'm sitting here, and we're we're, st- we're still talking, and you, you keep telling me you're gonna you're gonna make me forget something, and then I reach over to my beard. <laughs> what? Which one of you took my beard? <laughs> Why does everyone have a beer but me? So, <laughs> so let's say the outcome of this is the barman uh, pours you another beer and says, um, you're in for a heavy heavy night then, sir. What do you, what do you mean by that? <laughs> well, you just ordered one. And you just, you sh- and you yeah, I just another, ordered one. I just poured you another. Do you, want a, do you want a whiskey with that as well? Looks like uh, looks uh, like you're in for a big night. Well, I've only started. This is my first beer. <laughs> all right, sir. All right. Who's that I don't, beer? I don't judge, sir. I don't judge. <laughs> we all just like put a finger to our lips. <laughs> I was like, don't, don't worry about it. Okay, okay. Oh, oh all right. He says, What's and he's sniggering and he about. <laughs> he gives you a wink. <laughs> oh, fantastic. All right, so the night wears on a little bit. Um, yeah, when you head out, uh, the fog is starting to um, to thicken a bit. Um, and you walk back across Russell Square, back towards the hotel. And then suddenly the fog gets really thick, um, almost to the point where you can't really see more than a few feet ahead of you in any direction. You can notice a, a strange smell in the air. It's a, the distasteful odour of burning hair which grows stronger and stronger by the second. I'm going to pull out my gun. There's no one about. This smell is getting stronger and stronger, and you're getting a very ominous feeling. Can we tell what way it's coming from? Um, you, can all make a, you can all make a spot hidden roll. So Claudia and Cole, you both have a sense that this thing is, is coming straight at you from the direction that you are heading towards. But you can't see anything and you can't hear anything. You have your weapons drawn. If you wanted to try and just wildly fire into the fog, I will let you do it. I think Claudia is going to like kind of crouch down and get into like a ready position and just like wait for it. If she's crouching, I'll be right above her, like aiming down, like waiting for the first movement. Like, uh, also, can we like can we motion to the other ones and be like, hey, hey, something's coming? Yeah, absolutely. It's like the fog slightly thickens in front of you as the burning smell gets really strong, and you sense that something is coming towards you and is maybe f- just feet away from you. I don't really want to fire until I see it, even though I know that that is dangerous because we are in a city. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see it. <laughs> Cole would just like yell and be like, Hey, who's over there? So as you yell into the fog, something absolutely <laughs> bizarre, inexplicable and incomprehensible happens to the two of you. Suddenly you feel something around both of your faces. Like something is being thrust up your nostrils and into your mouths. <laughs> and the smell of burning becomes absolutely intense. It's like they're these insubstantial, burning hair-smelling tentacles of fog have entered your your nostrils. 
Gross. Whatever this thing is, insubstantial though it is, it's basically kind of going up your nose and into your mouth, and it's making it incredibly hard to breathe. You can't even see what it is, um, and um, and you you only take one damage from the attack. Interesting. But but this stuff is just in. It's like it's starting to fill up your the upper your upper air passages, and you're starting to panic. Um, and um, and you are actually going to take some sanity loss just instantly. That, that will require you to make a sanity roll or have a bout of madness. Oh Damn it. no! Yeah, I'm too smart. You're way too smart. Okay, you have developed antho- anthomania, which is an obsession with flowers. God damn it, why do you keep getting better and better? <laughs> you are now obsessed with flowers, dancing, and gold. <laughs> Anything else? And, and, and I uh, and I I have depression <laughs> naps every once in a while. Okay, for the next five rounds, you're going to be on your knees in this in this in Bloomsbury in um in Russell Square, crawling towards trying to find the flower beds, and to I'm pick for... and to pick as many flowers as you can. Can I say? <laughs> can I say specifically? Because it is like part of the backstory. I'm looking specifically for Easter lilies. Yes, absolutely, okay. <laughs> absolutely. Cole is now just insanely looking for flowers, whilst these tendrils of smoke are still in oh, your lungs. Dying. Yeah, whilst choking, <laughs> you're coughing and choking and uh, gasping. Claudia, like Cole, both your nostrils fill up with this acrid smoke. However, just a quick enough to kind of clamp your mouth shut to stop this other tendril. Like it's trying to force itself into your mouth, but you've you just react quickly enough and kind of clamp your teeth and your lips together to stop it going in. But there's nothing you can do to stop it going into your nostrils. So somehow you manage to tough out this this just bizarre and horrible sensation. I mean, it's not so different than the U-boats. It's not so much different from drowning. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so um, you can react now. I guess clairvoyant to try to like see if I can understand what it is I'm seeing. So tell me what you want to do. Um, I think that because again she's not fully in control of it, so I think it's a thing of in her panic to try to understand what it is that she's seeing and trying to see it. Uh, she like her eyes kind of go white and she's like frantically trying to look in front of her. Um, what what are the the rest of you don't actually see you, you don't understand what's going on um, you just see Cole on his hands and knees you see Claudia just standing there um, and they're both coughing and choking oh if if we can hear that can I run over to Cole and start applying the Heimlich maneuver to him was <laughs> <laughs> Heimlich well, maneuver created at that point uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. I think it was the fifties. But shit, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but you can what certainly go do? and they choked to death. <laughs> you can also try they hitting him. You can hit him on the back. As well, yeah, you right? can hit him on the back. That's that's everyone knows. Okay. Knew about that. All right, I'll start punching him in the back. So you go over and you see that you're pretty sure he's got his airways obstructed. So that's what you do this round. And you don't quite understand it. Um, from the way he's kind of wheezing, it's like he's got something breathe. stuck in his throat. 
next round you'll be able to do something about it. What do the what do the rest of you do, Marcus and Bill? I just uh, so we how, how we how can we engage in combat with this since we haven't, can't see them? Well, I don't even think I would know. Like I'm like, what what are you on about? Yeah, I mean, you don't you can't see all you see is your friends acting weirdly. Yeah, there's no enemy. I just mm. yell, what you on about? And then I just stand there. <laughs> I'm gonna run up closer with my handgun, and I'm gonna try and like, and like try and fire at where I feel like a shape would be. Uh, just try and like far enough away that it's like obvious, like close enough angle or wise. So it's like if I was trying to shoot an invisible person, I guess, where I feel like that invisible person would be. Okay, do you want to fire three or one? Do you want to? Um, Let's go with the three. Okay, the first bullet is a dud. And then the, the the second two just fire into the air, and you don't hear anything. There seems to be no reaction to your bullets being fired. Um, Bill, are you you're just standing there wondering what the hell's right, going I'm on? I'm just jogging over, trying to figure out what's going on. I'll maybe pull my gun out, but I'm all like, uh, Marcus, what you shooting at? There's nothing there. They seem to be fighting with the air. I gotta help them. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but. It's gotta be something. Okay, Bill, are you gonna fire as well? No, I'm, no, no. I'm just standing there. I'm not a man of high intellect. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I kind of see anything. <laughs> I mean, I can pull out my gun. You know, I'm on alert now, but I'm just kind of chilling. I'm just kind of like, you know. Here's what happens. The first thing that happens is Claudia and Cole, both of you feel this simultaneously. You feel that these t- these smoky tendrils, they're just pushing further and further up your nasal cavity, and in your, in, in your case, coal, into your mouth and down your throat. And they're starting to expand and fill up your, your um, esophagus and pushing downwards into your lungs. And you're, and you're now gasping and wheezing and finding it really hard to breathe. Coal, you're just crawling for the flower bed. There's nothing else you can do at this point. Um, even if you die, you're going to get to that flower bed. That's, that's, that's what's happening to you. I will become the flowers. Yes. Um, however, Claudia, at this point, your clairvoyance triggers as your face starts to throb from the ache of those old wounds. So you're going to have to make a hard clairvoyance roll. Wow. Yeah. Oh, crap. As your vision starts to clear, the fog around you just clears away. And what's left in its place is something mind-shatteringly horrendous. It's basically a big ball of ropey tentacles. It, it is a physical creature that you can now see. It seems to be existing in a different phase or a different plane. Two of its myriad tentacles are just thrust up your nose. You now see that they're actually inserted into your nose and are down your throat. And you can see three others uh, are snaking out towards coal and, they're, and they've got coal in their grip as well and thrusting themselves into his throat and nose. You understand immediately that this is the thing in the fog that you grow from, from these lava. The, from the Hebrew scroll. And, sorry, you, you are going to have to lose one point of sanity for, for that. Oh no, I'm at 86. But now, 
you can see where its tentacles are, you can be able to kind of interact with it much easier than if you hadn't seen it. You're pretty sure you can just grab, try and, you know, grab the tentacles and pull them out of your nose. Uh, she's going to say, shoot the worm in front of me. As you open your mouth, it is going to try and <laughs> insert one more tentacle into your this mouth. This is so gross. It is pretty gross. <laughs> um, but you managed to, you managed to clamp your... Um, you managed to clamp down your uh, your teeth very quickly, and um, and uh, yeah, you're 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 fine. Um, you've managed to um, uh, you managed to uh, clamp your teeth down and, and prevent the tentacle from entering your mouth. I imagine I was standing kind of somewhere off to, to the right of the two, so I'm gonna shoot from like a 45 degree angle ahead of her. Okay, okay. So you take aim. And you miss. Nice. Um, um, Marcus. <laughs> Marcus, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to try and... Uh, what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and uh, pistol whip whatever this invisible thing that they're they're fighting is with the with the with with my handgun. Okay. So make a f- fighting brawl roll. Okay. You, you swing wildly um, and you miss. So, <laughs> uh, Gwen, um, you can see that um, you can see that his throat is obstructed. That Cole's throat is obstructed. So, so what are you trying to do? Based on what the current of the day medical advice for choking is, I guess I'm going to start just smacking the shit out of his back and see if that makes any difference in dislodging whatever is in his airways. Okay, so you can make you can make a first aid roll. Okay. Um, <laughs> You you give him a couple of whacks, but it doesn't help. He's still choking. Um, whatever's dis, whatever's in his throat seems to be deeply lodged in, and and as a medical doctor, you would know that you may need to reach inside, but you'll have to gotcha. do that next round. Right. <laughs> okay, Cole. Um, you can make. Why don't you make a luck roll? <laughs> okay. No. No, oh, you're not. No. You're, you're unfortunately you are nowhere near the flower bed. So you're just crawling. You're just crawling what blindly around <laughs> looking for your flowers. As I'm being fucking. Hit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's the next round. Those of you that have guns drawn can act first. I I think I would feel frustrated with my gun, and I pull out my claw, and then I swipe in front of Claudia about, like, two, three feet ahead of her. Okay, so as you move forward, you don't see this, but Claudia, (laughs) you do do see this. You see Bill just walking into the creature, but he just seems to pass through it. And then when he swings his tiger claw... It looks like he would just like have raked straight through its body, but his hand just passes through as if the thing didn't even exist. So this is bad news. You know immediately this is really bad news, Claudia. I mean, honestly, the first thing I'm going to do is reach up and try to pull whatever is in my nose out. Exactly. So you need to make um, a strength check. Oh. Um, it's an opposed strength check. The good news is there's only two of them in you. <laughs> Oh, good. There's only two in there. Oh, wow. You rolled an 18. Nice. Nice. Wow. Okay. Absolutely. So you managed to rip these tentacles because seemingly when they're in you, they're more substantial. 
And so you just kind of reach up with your hands and you grab them and you rip them out and you pull them out and you're gasping and you can finally breathe again. But you know now that this thing is is lethal and there's nothing really you can... There's no physical attacks you can do that are going to harm it. Phil, you hit it, but it well, it's not taking damage. What is it? Don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very angry meatball. Now run, <laughs> <laughs> Claudia. You you see now that its its body is actually like a sparkling grey cloud. It's not like it's not like a fit, like a solid mass. Um, it's a sparkling grey cloud with thin whip-like tentacles. So um, it, I mean, it is kind of kind of fascinating in its in its horrible beauty, actually. All right, well, I'm gonna. Do you now? I'm gonna. Actually, I was thinking uh, of taking the instead of using the gun, I would use my knife because I got that knife from the count, right? Oh yeah, the um, the the uh, Russian army knife or whatever the hell. Yeah, it I'm gonna try and I'm gonna pull out the knife and try and stab this thing uh, now. Okay. So sh- should I do the fighting brawl with the disadvantage? Or... Yes. Yes. All right, let's go. Do this. Okay. Again, you slash in the air. There's just nothing there. Um, absolutely nothing there. Meanwhile, Cole, as you're crawling slower and slower, you're starting to start to lose your strength from, from the choking. You take three points of damage. Ooh, you're, not... you're starting to suffocate. I'm dying, guys. You're starting to suffocate. <laughs> so does Gwen know at this point what it is? Does she know that? light will cause it to disappear you you remember it as a as a cat as a player yes you remember it okay sweet so i'm while i'm uh nursing cole i'm gonna yell remember it seeing light will make it disappear set shit on fire <laughs> excellent, excellent. <laughs> and you, then you can after... also take an action okay I'll please <laughs> so after doing that i'm going to well he's crawling on his hands and knees uh, I guess I'll stoop down and I'm going to try to stick my hand in his mouth. I'm going to wrench okay. open his jaw and stick my hand in his mouth. Okay. Um, you actually see that his mouth is open. Um, okay. And as you put your hand there, you feel something inside his mouth. It's a very bizarre feeling. Um, I am going to make... <laughs> it's called my tongue. I am going to yeah. make you lose... I'm going to make you lose some sanity. And you can now make um, an opposed strength roll. To try and pull this, whatever this oh, thing God. is, out. Okay. Sorry, Cole. <laughs> oh, Fuck. God. I think I would be more effective if I started bundling up a bunch of my bandages and lighting it on fire. You, you've got you've got some medical alcohol in your in your bag. I would Ooh, I would yes. presume. Um, yes. <laughs> Don't burn Cole's face. No, I'm not going to burn coal. I'm going to throw it towards where Claudia was pointing. Just okay. splash it on Cole's face. Um, Claudia, what do you want to do now that you've got this thing away out of your mouth? You can see its tentacles, its tendrils like whipping around, trying to find their next place of refuge. Well, I did hear what um, Gwen said about uh, the fire. Mm. So um, she's going to... I think the only thing she could really reach for is her um uh her lighter she's just gonna try to grab it in general and try to light it with the fire 
Because either it will burn it or the light will just get close to it. Okay, so you strike your lighter. And as you light it, you see the tendrils near to you just slightly recoil. But but not the thing doesn't retreat in any way. It's just it just kind of reacts a little bit to it. It's obviously just a, quite a small flame. Seemingly, this is not um, this is not doing very much, if anything. This this little flame on your on your lighter. All right, I am gonna pick up Cole. I'm gonna run to pick up Cole, and I'm gonna start running off with him. Okay. Um, plan. Good plan. All right. So you rush over um, to get Cole. And you're going to have to make an opposed strength roll. Wow. Ooh, nice. <laughs> the good news is that you you pick him up to take him, and then his head is kind of like pulled round. It's like, it's like what the <laughs> hell? It's like he's attached to something. And then with a yank, you hear this kind of pl- plopping sound. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. And... And a whole load of his snot and saliva goes flying oh, out. And, and you've now got him free. Um, and you're carrying him. <laughs> you're carrying him. Jesus. Oh, I got shivers. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to go back to the gun and do the three shots like before with the handgun. My, this method's not working. The, the, I'm cycling through my options here, trying to defeat this invisible thing. Here you go. Let me see. Handgun. And one, it's a fumble, oh, two, fail, three, yeah. fail. Yeah, you're just firing wildly into the air. Um, <laughs> you can start to hear, you start to hear some kind of distant, like, sh- like voices and shouting. You know, obviously the gunfire is, is, is attracting people. Um, and because you've been, like, in the thick of it, um, and to your horror, Cloudy, you see the tendrils that... that that came out of your mouth and nose, the tendrils that were pulled out of Cole's esophagus, they all suddenly whip back with this supernatural speed and they're all converging on Marcus's head. And you see four of the tendrils, like two of them go, go down his throat and two of them, one goes up each nostril and he's now choking. And you can see this thing is, it's like the, the tendrils themselves have kind of wrapped themselves around his neck and they're kind of clamping around his face and they're inserting themselves into his nose and mouth. This is worse than the chili paste. <laughs> <laughs> it is indeed. I am going to continue making the alcohol bandage bottle Molotov. And while while I'm putting that together, I want to walk towards where Claudia was pointing where the beast was. Okay. All right. So um, you you finish constructing it. And um, to, to get it to light properly, I mean, given that it's a makeshift thing, you are going to have to make a luck roll. But this round you just can't quite get it lit because it's such an improvised thing that you've put together. And my hands are probably shaking. And your hands are shaking. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, um, Cole's desperately trying to scrabble out (laughs) of out of Bill's grip. Um, So the two of you have to make an opposed fighting brawl roll with each other. Oh boy. Oh well. No, no. But Cole won. Uh, how are you holding me, like, like over the shoulder? 
I had to, I thought, I pictured me having you over the shoulder. <laughs> okay. I, like, push myself off of your back, elbow <laughs> you in the head, and then you drop me and I go back to the fucking flowers. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Crack him in the top of his head with an elbow. Marcus. Unfortunately, the first thing that happens is uh, you, you're choking um, and you feel your lungs... These tendrils have pushed themselves down into the... You can feel your chest starting to kind of expand. The pain is excruciating as these tendrils are, are going down, seeking out seeking out the, the deepest part of your lungs. I'm going to try and escape, uh, wriggle free of it, try and rip the thing out. Mm, okay. No, no. Uh. These things are too far lodged into your lungs. You see them, you feel them like searching out, trying to completely fill your lungs with their horrid stench and their their vile thickness um so i'm gonna also uh try to free marcus but um i'm hoping the fact that i can actually see them <laughs> helps <laughs> uh yeah you can absolutely see them but you still need to make a strength roll okay um ah. wow okay nice. you got a success now the question is do you wanna do you wanna burn some luck? Make it a hard success? That's three. I'll burn it. And wow. If you hadn't, you wouldn't have succeeded. You managed to rip them out of uh, Marcus's nostrils and mouth, and he's like <coughs> coughing and spluttering. Oh let's run. Run for it. Okay. Um, time to get out of here, lads. Okay, so you turn tail and run. Um but this thing is fast. You see it, Claudia, to your utter horror. This thing just kind of rises up in the air and it just starts accelerating towards you. It's going to catch up to you in seconds. Oh, shit. So where 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 is everyone running towards? <laughs> Flower beds. I want to run towards the light, wherever I think there's going to be light. You can run inside a building with light. Okay, so you're heading towards the the warm, welcoming glow of the hotel, um, but it is going to take you two rounds to get there, and this thing is fast. I'm not going to say it gets in front of you, because that would just be mean, but what I will do is I will roll to see who it attacks. It's going to attack um, one person. Um, it's deciding to focus its fire, so to speak. Gwen, obviously. Okay. <laughs> no! And, and Cloudy, you see to your horror six of these whip-thin tendrils lashing out towards Glenn's face. Wait, since Claudia rolled, yelled for me to duck, can I roll dodge? Only on the first one. You can't okay. dodge three times, so so roll your dodge. What? No. So you try, you heed her warning too late, and you feel this horrendous feeling and stench of, of burning hair enter your lungs and this thing um, is, 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 gri- is gripping you tight Cole you're, you are now nose deep in, in a big bunch of flowers in a flower bed by the side of the by the side of the square Bill you're, Bill, you're, uh, Bill you're just picking yourself up off the floor after Cole <laughs> elbowed you in the head Marcus you're just running and Claudia you've just turned around and seen Gwen being assaulted by this thing I mean, Claudia's gonna run up and try to free her with strength. All right, so make a make a strength roll. Oh, that's it nice. That's, you, you. I, I would say that your sheer ferocity is caused by your fierce 
love and devotion of your friends. <laughs> the, the power of friendship. And it's enough. It is enough. The power of gaze. You, <laughs> <laughs> you pull, you grab the tendrils that you see coming out of your friend's face and you just rip them out and, and Gwen you can gasp a breath um, <clears throat> you're able to run now if you want Gwen I will not run yet I'm going to light it since it's in front of me okay make that luck roll alright come on son of a <sighs> I don't have enough luck you, you try again and you can't light this thing I'm gonna run Okay, so you turn tail and run. Um, you know what, Bill? You can make me a luck roll. Oh, my God. Nice. <laughs> He's got so much luck. <laughs> so you see, at that precise moment, a policeman running towards the square, and he's holding a torch. And he's going, Oi! What's going on here? I heard gunshots. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure. Let's, let's, give me your flashlight. <laughs> He says, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm not giving you my flashlight. I think there's something in the sky. What do you mean? Just, it's in the fog, pointing it up. Where? Where? Okay, so make make um, some kind of um, social role. I think it'd have to be a persuade. I don't think, I, I don't think, like, I would basically, so I would say, oh, I think there's something above the, those, those ladies over there. Can you point the flashlight up? And then... <laughs> <laughs> okay... Right. <laughs> he says, get out of here. So I heard gunshots. There's nothing no, no, nothing flying up in the air. What the hell are you talking about? What if you just grab it from him? That's pushing yeah, the roll. You just fucking steal just, his life. Yeah, just grab grab that shit. Okay, then, then you have to make a fighting brawl roll. Yeah, which you're way better at. Okay. Um, nice. So... Um, it's an opposed role. Oh yeah, so um, you just grab the torch off him, and he's and he's like so taken aback. Um, uh, he's like, he's like, what, what, what the bloody hell? And he's you see him reaching for his truncheon. So what do you want to do, Brian? I run, I run back to the scene of the crime, or the scene of action, and I just, I'm, I just run. Okay. And what are you doing with the torch? Um, it's on and I'm pointing it up in the sky, like maybe like a little high above people. You run back into this scene of, of chaos with Cole face down in the flower bed, Gwen and Claudia running away from some invisible monster that's trying to choke the life out of them. Marcus is, is gone, I suppose. <laughs> he's like across the road and he's in the hotel. And you shine the torch straightforward and at the precise moment you do you see this thing outlined for the first time in the bright light of the torch as it pierces through the fog and it is just a hideous monstrosity um you are going to have to make an a sanity roll you fail your sanity roll a d8 please oh Nice. You, you're, you're just hardened. You're like, oh, I've seen this shit before. I, I've seen worse. My um, back's headier than that. <laughs> as you shine it towards this thing, you suddenly see it recoiling, whipping back its tendrils, and skidding back through the square and out of sight. 
and at that precise moment you feel the heavy thud of a truncheon on the back of your head and you and you pass out into into unconsciousness and i think we will end the session My woman, she makes a fool of me, never treats me good, don't know why I should love her. She's lying when she says I love you, I know it, but what am I to do? Though she makes me cry, I don't care for I love her. Once I laughed and love thought it all wrong.